It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Mexico, where it's sandy and sunny and humid and not well. I mean, it's wet. If you go out of the water, it's wet, but mostly it's moist. It's humid, humid as fuck down here. Um, with me, Nicole Halton, aspired EC. How you doing, Nicole? Oh, good day, Jeff. I am great. Um, it's probably lucky that you've got short hair with it being so humid. Humidity in hair is not cool. No, um, the problem I've had is, is there's nothing to stop the sweat. Uh, uh, I go out for a bike ride, I take my helmet off and it's just puddles of water. Um, I've been trying to grow up my eyebrows. Um, I, I really you know that you can actually like grow extra eyebrows. I, it hasn't like, I really been like... working. Like once yeah, they're there, that's it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It Although, hasn't really been working. Um, yes. You do get like, like that like old man professor eyebrow thing that happens, I reckon, when blokes get to about 70, I oh, reckon. Shit. So you've get... still got a while to go. You're gonna have oh, to man, deal got... with puddly helmet deal. Yeah, see, that's I, I was hoping to get old guy brow. Is that what it is? Maybe I get could get could I get weaves? Um, you probably could. Could they, could they weave? Could they stitch in some? Anyway, because I thought bigger, bushier yeah. eyebrows would kind of stop the sweat from getting in my eyes when I'm yeah, when I'm on bike it. rides and stuff. Um, I don't know what that's got to do with this podcast. Uh, but it, well, it's just the shit that yeah, happens. Yeah. Um, so um, we'll get into we'll get into sand in a minute, Nicole. But I wanted to talk to you about this. But uh, so we moved down here next to the ocean, and uh, it's about a week ago now. I have my own fishmonger now. Oh, like just your personal fishmonger, or well, no? Like, she do you have to share the fishmonger. She she fishmongers for other people. She's like a community mm. fishmonger, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I got this little place I can go out on the uh, on the on the dock uh, where where nice. the the local fishing boats dock, and uh, you got the little place. And uh, I, if you if you map the place, it's like out in the ocean because it's out in the dock. So that's kind of cool. That um, is cool. And I and I go out there and 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 I can get I can get the uh, the fresh seafood right off of the boat. Um, nice. uh, yeah, yeah. She had showed me the other day. I've, I've, I've just, I've visited once to, to, I was like, Hey, moved, moved, just moved to the ocean. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do seafood so much. <laughs> um, and she's like, Hey, we'll train you up. And, and she opens up this cooler and they got, they got shrimp in there, like the size of a baby's forearm. 
just these these huge oh oh man i'm so i i never thought i would be i, I never thought i would have my own fishmonger before and it's just it's just made me made me over overjoyed is that weird and are you are you eating a lot of seafood now yes and uh so the other day i get uh i get i get my first fish from the uh the uh the the fishmonger and she's like would you like me to uh to fillet that for you and I'm like nope there's got to be a video online and we'll so, learn uh, how to do this brought it home and gutted it and roasted it whole <laughs> but it, it was delicious um so that's uh that's news here from the coast fishmongering the other thing I wanted to talk to you about the the, the since we moved down here is my my love of sand has been uh has been renewed I've always been a big fan of sand. But uh, one of my favorite pastimes lately has been watching toddlers on the beach engage in sand. And I, I threw this topic at you like a week ago as a possibility, like five, six hours ago, I was at the beach and there was a mom comes down and she's got the, uh, the little girl must be 14, 15 months old. And uh, they they walk through the dry sand down to the uh, down to the wet sand, and the the tide is going out a little bit, and uh, and she she kind of strips the little girl down to her diaper, and then she pick, mom picks up a handful of sand, and throws it into the water, and the little girl looks at her. And mom does it again two or three more times. And then the little girl is grabbing handfuls, just both hands and throwing sand into the water. This was a, a young mom teaching, teaching her toddler how to throw sand. And it that's it, great. It, it it over overfilled my heart with joy. It was like if if, if I was the Grinch, my heart <laughs> would have grown two sizes that day. It was wonderful. And and part of me wanted to go over and say, uh, <clears throat> hey, I'm an early learning guy. Good job. Um, and then that's a part of you kicks in that thinks that could be weird. I yeah, have that, those yeah. thoughts all the time. Like you see someone doing something with their child and you think, I just want to tell you how amazing that is. And But if I have to tell you the whole story of why I'm telling you that's amazing and that I'm not just some weirdo, it just takes a long time. And I just don't know that you can quite convey that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I'm not the only one that has that. But I think it's a, it's probably a little bit weirder when you're a guy too. That this there's that no adds doubt a lot, it is. Yeah, that adds it's a, sad that another it is, layer of it weird. Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's, it's, it's funny actually. We were talking about that this morning because um, oh, I think my mum was saying her and my dad had been like on a walk or something, and they'd seen this little toddler doing something. And my mum had sort of you know passed a comment about it, and you know was talking to the parent and said, oh, you know, blah blah blah. Had a bit of a chat, and afterwards, my dad's like. I would love to like be able to do that. He said, but if I just did that, I think people would think it's weird. And he's like, isn't that strange? That's just such a gendered thing that it's okay for women to kind of have a conversation about a child, but not for a man. Like it's just, it's disappointing. Yeah. Like I just think there's such a missed opportunity there because I personally would love that if someone came with male or female, but particularly like an early learning person, particularly as a young parent, if someone would have come to me and said, you're doing amazing. Like that's good stuff. It's like, oh, that would be nice. But you can see there's that kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's like, I don't, maybe I should have cards made like, uh, yes. Hey, nice job. I'm not weird. I'm not a weird. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> what would the cards say? Like, uh, here's my references. Not weird, except <laughs> kind of. I mean, a little bit weird. Don't ever listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Because, I, don't because I go say, I go to say, I go, 
they go claim not to be weird and then they and then i give them the links to the website and they stumble upon the podcast and they they uh they lift listen a couple episodes ago when we were talking about my dog bringing shoes for uh when when he senses sex is going to happen um that might i mean that might justify the weird label so um yeah um uh, anyway just references you know, we're seven minutes into this episode already, and uh, I wanted to talk about sand. Eighty uh, 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 some episodes ago, I did an episode. I think it was with Lisa. I don't remember, uh, but it was uh, uh, wheelbarrows, best loose part ever. Um, yes. But now I'd like to I'd like to throw sand into contention. There is the best loose part ever. I think I think human children one have been playing with sand longer than they've been playing with wheelbarrows because wheelbarrows had to be invented and i'm guessing human children played with sand before the invention of wheelbarrows now i am not a anthropologist or historian so i don't know for sure if you are listening to this podcast and happen to be one of those things um and i'm right please let me know if i'm wrong uh keep it to yourself i want to hear it (laughs) No, if I'm wrong, let me know. Uh, but I'm guessing sand has been a a, a plaything longer than wheelbarrows, just because, um, you know, our pro- proto humans were probably playing with sand before the wheel was invented, right? I mean, that just makes yeah. just makes sense, right? Makes logical sense. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I'm, we'll just I'm say thinking it. that's we'll, logical. We'll just say it's true. Um, so thoughts on sand? You had a sand dog story, didn't you? Because we have to have a we have to have a dog yeah. story when we talk. So, but there always has to be a dog story now. Um, so, so we've got the new puppy, and the new puppy has been digging the crap out of our backyard. So there's like craters all around the backyard, and the grass will never be the same again. And we went to uh, we went for a walk on the weekend um, along the break wall, um, so near the beach. And there's a dog beach. So on one side of the break wall is the human beach. And on the other side, which is the harbour side, there's a dog beach. And the dog's never been to the dog beach before. So we took him down onto the beach with the other dogs and he was super excited and running around like crazy. And then as we were leaving, he decided, he realised he could dig and he could dig really <laughs> well. And that was it. He was just digging and digging and digging. He's like digging these massive holes. And then he'd run another meter and start digging another big hole. And the look on his face was pure joy. And I thought, yes, that's what it's about to be a dog. Like it's, you know, we're trying to stop him from digging at home. So now I've decided we actually just need to move next to the beach. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're okay. about half an hour from the beach. So it's a little bit far for a daily dig. Um, yeah. But yeah. D- Sand, good for dogs, good for kids. Um, I, I, think, funny, I think, oh, go ahead. Well, it's funny, like with my kids, when they first got to experience sand, the instant reaction, and it's a hard reaction to explain on a non-visual medium, is when you, like we went to put them down on the sand and their legs like sprung straight up. It was like, I'm not putting my feet down on that. It was, was like an automatic reaction and then you'd like lift them back up and their legs would go back down and then you'd lower them back towards the sand and legs would go up again and then they never touched the sand with their feet no not initially no it took (laughs) it took a little bit it took a little bit yeah so that's one of the reasons i like sand as a loose part is it is it is amazing for sensory integration the especially the the the, uh, integration of the tactile system um kids kids need to 
we need to wire that tactile system, our, 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 our nerve cells, our, 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 our sense of touch with, with our brain. And so kids need to need to touch lots of different stuff with their, their fingers and their, their skin, but mostly the fingers and the bottom of the feet and that kind of thing. And, and their, their lips and tongues, uh, that's what little people do. And so there's, there's, there's bound to be some sand eating, but, but that's all part of the process of wiring the, the, the nervous system and the brain together. And, and that is a huge part of early learning. And so that tactile experience is why, why I like sand as a loose part. Um, and I, again, I would argue that in most cases, I think the, the, the tactile, just the skin on object experience um, with sand is, is more, what's the word? Maybe I'll use, I'll use, maybe it's not the right word, but I'll use the word robust than it is with a wheelbarrow. Now there, there are lots of different textures and stuff on a wheelbarrow. You got the handle, the wooden handles, maybe, and the, the metal or, or, or cast plastic, uh, burrow part and the wheel, maybe that's rubber. Um, so there's, there's different surfaces or different textures there, but I think sand is more of a, a sensory experience than wheelbarrows. Thoughts? Uh, yes, I'd say it is. And it's more of a sensory immersion. Like I feel like you can sure. have a sensory experience with like an object. So it feels a certain way and, you know, you can have that kind of sensory experience, but there's so much more flexibility with sand. Like you can be fully in it. Um, yeah. I can remember as a kid, we used to holiday um, at a beach and my dad taught me how to um, get pippies from the sand. So with your feet, you look blank is does that sound really bizarre yeah what okay a, so essentially what is a pippy is, is so a pippy is like a little shell and inside the shell there's this slimy looking critter can you right. eat it you can yeah people do eat them i'll have to check with my fishmonger <laughs> i don't know if you have the same sort of pippies there or if they're called something else they might be called something different but anyway we've got pippies and so you can eat them some people do eat them but you can also use them it's just like a multi-layered experience so you catch the pippies and to do that you have to get in the sand so you get your feet in the wet sand so like where there's a small amount of wave coming in and you put your feet in the sand and then you kind of have to again this is not a visual medium it's very difficult to explain but you have to turn your feet like from side to side so sure. you're kind of swiveling in the sand and kind of digging a bit of a hole in the sand and then mm -hmm. you'll feel them under your feet, right? And so then you can get a pippy out of the sand. So you've dug this hole with your feet, you get pippies out of the sand, these shell things. The pippies are then good for finding beach worms. Do you have beach worms? Well, I'm 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 sure I haven't I haven't investigated, <laughs> no, right. but beach beach worms are probably some of them are about, I don't know, two feet long. They're really big and quite thick. And you then use them to catch fish, right? So your beach worms, you use the pippy, you break the pippy open, you use the inside of the pippy, the slimy gross bit, and you you can use like a big bag of bait first and you wave it across the wet sand and then you'll get these little holes in the sand and up will pop the tops of beach worms. When you get the little holes or bubbles in the sand, you wave the pippy over the top of the sand, the worms come out to get the pippy, you go underneath, you grab the worm and you pull the worm out of the hole and then you use the worm for fishing. So it's a very sensory, tactile, sand-based experience. 
that that is i'm gonna have to i i don't know you you there you talked about a lot of creatures i don't know if they exist by my ocean um but i will be investigating um and, and again that's a, that sounds like many many experiences that you can't have with a wheelbarrow so uh, i think sand for for a couple of reasons is, is ahead of the wheelbarrow as a as best loose part ever um that's, that's delightful. It's very convoluted, but it started with the whole being immersed in the sand thing. So it's that feet in the sand. And see, I can handle being in wet sand. I can handle mm -hmm. being in dry sand, but I can't handle having wet feet in dry sand. Have wet feet in dry sand. Yeah. So if you get out of the water and you've got to walk uh -huh. back to your towel, I hate that. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't even... I, I've I've gone I've gone full beach guy, so I don't even bring a towel to the beach. I just oh, uh, gosh. I just just trip I, I dry just, on the way home. Just dry. Well, first I roll in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. But we, there is there is lots of other things with sand. See, I've got all these childhood sand experiences. The sand, well, you know I, how the my sand question goes? is: what you're you're said you said this whole pippy beach worm thing. Your dad yes. taught you this. You said yes. Okay, so what 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 age? How old were you when this was going on? I uh, I probably started learning how to find pippies when I was about maybe three. And and so did Dad explain? Hey, we're gonna you're gonna put your feet down there, and then you're gonna grab a little creature with your toes, and then you're gonna rip that creature apart, and then use its guts to catch this other equally other creature. slimy creature, and then we can catch a dinner. Yes. <laughs> and because you're three you're like okay okay yeah, sure and it's not until i'm saying it all out loud now that i'm like this sounds really convoluted <laughs> and bizarre <laughs> it sounds it sounds something you would do it sounds kind of like a science fiction thing um but i'm going to totally find out if that's a, a thing here um i'm not going to do it because it sounds icky and gross but um it's it's, 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 like it's actually surprisingly the whole act of finding the pippies like twisting your feet in the sand is surprisingly relaxing oh no i enjoy twisting my feet in the sand i just never wanted to find anything i i mean maybe treasure but <laughs> uh yeah um so sand kind of it's treasure. delightful I, well yeah i guess it's, it's kind, kind of, of treasure, treasure. Slimy yeah, treasure. I mean, killing little creatures. But um, so sand, expense, sensory experience. Uh, sand also like it for for its heavy work um, implications because you know you give a kid a bucket and a shovel, and then they are going to to engage in heavy work. They're going to be scooping and hauling and dumping. Um, Heavy work for listeners, if you don't know the term, is heavy work is any activity that pushes, involves pushing or pulling against the body or or involves carrying. And so it's all the lifting and climbing and digging and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's that is is a huge part of, of not only physical development, there's a lot of sen a more sensory integration going in there there with your with your vestibular system and your uh, proprioceptive systems are hard at work. When you're engaged in heavy work and so sand is ideal for heavy work if you have enough sand um and, and angela hanscom would tell you tell you this you always want more you always want more sand a sand experience in a little a little tote on on the table no, no. in the classroom is a different experience than sand that you can you can you can dig Move big holes in, in like yeah. uh like you are are are, are nicole's dog simba uh so 
And we used to have children when I was working in a centre, we used to have children that would do that and they would see if they could dig to the bottom of the sandpit. Sure, and, yeah. You know, there was this real thing and it was a good couple of metres deep and it's like it's, that's a good dig, you know, they're, they're doing a good job digging that. But we also had it where when we'd get our sand, like it, we'd get our sandpit emptied and refilled, the children would actually be part of that process because mm-hmm. that digging and moving of the sandpit, it involved wheelbarrows usually. We'd like yeah. put the sand into wheelbarrows and they'd wheel it over. So it's multiple things. Oh. There's the two in one go. Sand oh, and wheelbarrow. Wow. That's yeah. that's some that's some prime loose parts happening there. Uh yeah. So I mean it's all all the all the lifting, hauling, toting stuff um is 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 great developmentally um so that that's uh that's got it on the top of the list the changing list. of property too like that fact that you can have like your your damp sand can be really compact your wet sand like moves in a different way to dry sand but isn't solid then you've got like um that was the other thing when I was a kid, the sand on the beach we used to go to because it was a quite a deserted beach. Um, you could only access it really by vehicle and the sand would get really hard in some spots and you'd be able to lift pieces off the sand that were like big flat chunks of solid sand almost. And so that felt different to the rest of the sand. And, you know, like it, there's that change in property, I suppose, where it's not uh-huh. always the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like water turning into ice, turning into steam, but it yeah. doesn't happen in that order. Uh, well, I mean, it could, but but yeah, it's that it's you 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 put uh, put a handful of dry sand on a on a ramp, and a, a handful of very wet sand on a ramp, and there's there's going to be two different experiences there. Yeah. You, you know, just picking up, feeling them on your skin. That's that's a that's a, a big part of it. So that that transformative property is great. Yes. Um, and that that kind of that one of the other things I had in my lifts is is the uh, the sand based creativity. And I know I, I you know look there's those uh, there's those monk guys that do the the big things with the Ooh, colored the sand. You know those guys. Art. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. But um, you know, and I guess that happens. But then you gotta you gotta color the sand, and you gotta have the little the little tweezers to paste the place the individual pieces of sand. And my friends and I, I tried to do that. We tried to do it when we were kids. We tried to color the sand with chalk so uh-huh. we could do colored sand art. No, no. And then if you had a cold, your sand goes all over the place when you sneeze. So I, I'm thinking more about uh, sand castles, <laughs> but uh, but there, there's all kinds of creative stuff you can you can do with with sand. I, I, I passed a, uh, a sand castle that had a full moat around it. And that was, a uh, you know, some, some kid or group of kids worked for, for an hour or more to build what I passed today that the, the waves were eating, but that, that creative process, I think for, for some kids, if they're into the creative part that they sand as a, as a great medium for them, whether they're, they're digging or, or making sand angels or whatever they're doing with it. And I think some of that like the the thinking and problem solving around that too like for children who are you know trying to build a moat or they're trying to do tunnels and then the tunnel keeps collapsing and it's like okay well how do I get it so that I can actually get a tunnel from here to there with the sand or you know how do I bury my friend or (laughs) whatever that happens to be but like that problem solving and thinking I think there's a lot of which you know we know comes with loose parts of all descriptions it's you know such an ideal way for children to explore different concepts and um you know kind of troubleshoot ideas and ways of creating 
Yeah, and, and this is it's a great chance to, again to practice uh, practice bumping up against uh, making mistakes and having experiencing failure that we've talked about uh, in previous episodes. You take a you take that bucket of dry sand and they flip it over and they expect it to to keep that form like the kid over there has done and and that doesn't work and so oh no you got to use wet sand somebody tells them and then they go get this super sloppy wet sand and they turn that over and that yeah. melts and just figuring out that that right that right amount of moisture you need in your sand to, to make it hold its form and that kind of stuff. And that's yeah. all, it's all based on experience and, and, and having those failures and, and, uh, and then they get that and they take the dry sand and sprinkle it on there to make things different colors and decorating and, and that kind of stuff. There's so much going on there. And so that's another reason I think it's great. And then the final one I've got on my list, maybe you've got some too, is I think sand is, is really conducive to a, a variety of different kinds of uh, uh, play schemas with, from, yes. from enveloping to scattering to, to trajectory. There's all, all kinds of stuff that goes on um with with sand there that can be can be very engaging and so that kind of supports all those different ways of of engaging and experiencing things yeah and i mean that's again loose parts and schema go together so well yeah yeah absolutely there's there's just so much flexibility around that play and yeah i think that's it you know when you were talking um earlier about the little girl at the beach with you know throwing the sand and whatever for those children who are fascinated by trajectory that's such a simple experience. Yeah. Like it's just so simple and that's it. Like you don't need to make it any harder than that. Like that's it. And yet in centers, we often say, don't throw the sand. You know, it's like, don't throw the sand, don't throw the sand, don't throw sand. And yet for some children, that would be a great way to explore schema. How do we do that in a way that's not going to, you know, wipe out an eye? Like, can we do that in a way that's safe? And, you know, I think nine times out of 10, we can, we just don't want to. Yeah, yeah, well, it, it takes a little bit more effort. And, yeah. and look, it's it's not. I mean, if you got a dozen kids and your <laughs> your coworker is just a warm body, it's it's really hard That's to hard. figure out a way uh, to make it make it make it acceptable, easy, um, to 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 throw sand in in your average early learning environment. But there there yeah. are great there are great advantages to to having yeah. the opportunity to do it if that's what you're into when you're when you're 14 months old. Absolutely. And yet sand is so delightful and useful as a loose part and medium for learning. And yet so many adults just despise it. Um, mm, that's in the shoes. I can remember when I worked in a center and I'd get into the car and just before I'd get into the car, I'd like tip my shoes out because otherwise I always came home with shoes full of sand and the parents used to say to me oh doesn't that drive you crazy like having sand in your shoes and I'm like no you just tip it out like that that just happens like it happens when you're around sand you'll get sand in you'll get places sandy. you don't want sand <laughs> you'll get sand anywhere like that's just what happens with sand and you know but it is one of those big bugbears for a lot of parents it's like oh now I've got a car full of sand and their shoes are always full of sand and I've had families before say oh don't go in the sand pit to their kids sure. and I'm like oh wow like that's you know that's a big call don't go in the sand pit did, did any of those parents also worry about school readiness <laughs> yeah they're probably the same ones yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, and, and that that drives me slowly, quickly insane. When when adults are are 
fussing, whining, complaining, worrying, yes. fretting about school readiness, and then trying to shut down the things that actually lead to to real school readiness. Um, yeah. And, and I and think Sandy's too, one of the other things um, about sand, like I noticed um, in my experience, I don't know whether you've noticed it too, is it tends to be like, I always found the sand pit was like the go-to space for children who were struggling with separation or like struggling to settle in in the mornings. The sand pit always seemed to be our go-to space. And I've noticed it in a few different centres that I've been in, um, just even visiting, that there's been children who are upset who've then come to the sand pit. They've stayed in that space and they've calmed. And I'm like, there's something about that that is it's a calming experience you know like yeah, I said before you know, finding the pippies like it's it is it's a calming thing and I found that for us um in my center was a very that was the space for that that was the space where you know I've just said goodbye to my mom I'm hysterical let's go to the sand and before long down came the hysterics like it turned yeah. into okay I can do this now I can play and you know I, I don't know what it is about that you know about sand being so calming but it does seem to work water plays similar though it's just that we don't usually have it as readily available I think yeah. for, you know I know for most services here there's always a sand pit and it's pretty much always accessible when we're outdoors so it's always there I think water has a similar effect but we just don't have it on hand yeah Oh boy, if you mix that mix that water and the sand together. Oh yes. talk about a delightful experience. Hey, so oh hey, by the way, you know, we if you talk about uh, creatures in the sand, we have uh uh we have beach foxes. Oh. Are they different so, to regular foxes? No, well, no, they're just foxes that go to the beach, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, there's the they pack they, their they, tail and they, their uh, umbrella. They, 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 um, no, I haven't noticed that yet. That would be <laughs> very, very cute. Foxes though. I, hope I, I hope I see that. Um, no, they're, 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 they're the, uh, the little berm areas where the, the, the birdies nest. The, I don't, I haven't learned all the names of, uh, the seabirds. And so I'm just going by like sea chickens or sea ducks. If they've got uh, webbed feet, they're, they're what? sea ducks. And, uh, uh, if they don't, they're sea chickens. I'm, I'm trying to learn some things up. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the foxes apparently like to sneak along there looking for for hatchlings and stuff. But I started noticing oh. the little the little canine like uh, footprints in the sand and uh, without any human prints around. And then I saw I saw a, a, just a regular close to the beach fox. And then then there's been a, an actual beach fox sighting. And so uh, I don't know where they oh. live during the day, but. Mm, we um actually cool. see desert sand is kind of similar but different again and when we were out in central australia um out yeah. in the red sand they've like we saw so many different types of tracks and footprints and stuff and that was fascinating like i think yeah. that's a different element to sand yeah. like that imprinting i mean you get that with some types of dirt too i suppose but sand it just seems to really stand out listeners is sand the best loose part ever? I don't know. I think it might be. Um, it's in the running. It, it's in the running. I'd like to know uh, what you think the uh, best loose part ever would be so we can maybe talk about it in a future episode. Um, also like to know what your thoughts are about that whole crate. There's a lot of weird creatures in Australia. <laughs> There's um, a lot. I just I, I, I did two foot long 
ocean worms. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, if, if you've got any strange creatures where you live, I'd like to hear about them. Um, so I can Google. Them I bet you can't talk mine. Yeah, that sounds pretty. Australia is full of weird stuff. Although I read an article the other day that the Gulf of Mexico, they just discovered a new isopod. Um, so those little roly poly little buggy things. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah but this this one is a uh, is about, um, you know, a foot and a half long. So what's that oh. like uh, a third of a meter or something, you know, a uh, pretty good yeah. song. And they, they live about a mile down and they eat dead stuff off the ocean floor. Oh. And they were just recently discovered. So uh, wow. it's a, a big, crazy creature. You probably got yeah. your ears are probably bigger. Probably. <laughs> Hey, Lister is going to try to wrap up this episode without any problems. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Pippies? Is that what yeah. you're calling? Yeah. Pippies. They're called Pippies. I'm going to find it and I'll send you something because you need to... This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.